0: Hi, welcome back to Meditate with Samara. In this episode, I am so excited to introduce to you my dear friend from my master's school. His name is Thomas Fratkin. And he is right now currently pursuing and finishing a master's degree in business economics with a specialization in neuroeconomics at the University of Amsterdam. And that's where we met and became friends. Um, He also used to host a podcast in 2018, where he founded that time, called Roundtable Chats, which will be revived later this year. I think Thomas will speak a little bit about that too later. Um, And he deep dives into the life stories of people around the globe. Super interesting. And previously, he also interned at the Center for Neuroeconomic Studies, Claremont, California. And he also worked for creative science as a behavioral economic specialist. That's so interesting, I actually want to ask you about that too, because one of his research is about the psychology of giving, and he also made an ebook about charitable giving and the digital space. So welcoming to our podcast. Hi, Thomas. Thank you so much.
1: Nice, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm so happy to be here, and uh, something I just wanted to mention before we get into it. Um, is that uh, when i came into the neuroeconomics program during the second period i didn't know anybody and you were the very first person who said hi to me <laughs> in the neuroeconomics court which might sound like such a small gesture is simple but uh it meant a lot to me at the time so i'm very uh, grateful for that and i've been i have warm memories of our, of our friendship throughout the year
0: thank you so much it means a lot to me that you say that and i'm glad that i did because I feel like we've had a lot of conversations and commonalities um, after that in terms of mindfulness and meditation practices, and that's also why I wanted to talk more to you about it. And I also had a great time working with you in school because we did a group together, and you were funny, so it's great. Thank you so much, Thomas.
1: Yeah, my pleasure.
0: Yeah. So what are we going to talk about today? What's the, the topic here?
1: The topic is flow and routine.
0: Okay, flow and routine. Those are two words that we hear a lot, but we definitely need a bit more in our lives, maybe. So maybe can we start about how would you define what flow is?
1: Yeah, so um, there's many definitions, but I would define flow as where you're completely immersed in what you're doing in your task, and you kind of lose track of time, you have a laser-like focus, and you're very present in the moment. And This can manifest itself in many different ways Uh, with athletes. They call it being in the zone Um, and it can definitely help with optimal performance um, in sports and yeah, different activities, but also in your personal life.
0: Right. And I think that state of awareness and being in the now is something that we all want to achieve at some point, right? Um, Especially right now we have um, a lot of thinking back and future and getting easily distracted by our phones and everything so yeah would you think that flow is something useful for our well-being
1: yeah absolutely um at the very least it it prevents us from thinking about all the terrible things that are happening in the world and just focusing yeah more more on your locus of control and then what you have agency over i think that's its key benefit It kind of ties into the conversation you had with Ferris about stoicism. I I love asking myself, what's in my control? What's not in my control? So craziness in the world, can't control that, but we can control what we do day to day.
0: Yeah, I think that's a beautiful point that you just said. And especially right now with the quarantine and a lot of things that are happening in the world, the crazy things, how do you think flow, having a state of flow is important for you? And also how important is routine? Because we want to talk about that too.
1: Yeah, it, it's defi- it's it's essential because um, I think being in quarantine for an extended period of time, there's a lot of risk w- with mental health and things of that nature. And um, I've had some previous experience with depression and things like that. And something I've noticed is that when in a deeper depression, it's uh, my routine that drastically changes. Yeah. So just waking up a lot later, getting out of bed later just being more lethargic and things like that and having less energy. So um, an important way uh, to help prevent that, I think, is having a relatively strict routine um, that you also enjoy doing and benefits you.
0: Yeah, thank you for, for sharing that and sharing like your personal experience because I find it inspiring for people who have a routine and having that self-control and overcoming the laziness um, and trying to show up every day with the routine that is useful for you and you also enjoy. So um, I'd actually like to ask you a bit more about that. What is your routine like?
1: Yeah, so I I, I forget when I started doing this, maybe back in 2017, but I, I have this regime I call mind, body, soul, spirit, and human connection. Um, so mind is 30 minutes to an hour each day of reading for pleasure, um, something non-school related. Uh, body is 30 minutes to an hour of physical exercise. Uh, soul is 30 to minutes to an hour of creativity. So for me, that's playing the piano and writing poetry, but for others, that can be so many different things like dance or painting, whatever. Um, and then with spirit, that's 30 minutes of meditation. And finally, with human connection, that's literally just connecting to humans, whether it's talking to an old friend, connecting to a barista, you know, anything. Um, I really enjoy it. So yeah, that's it in a nutshell.
0: Wow. I love that it's such a holistic approach to everything. You have a mind, body, soul, spirit, and human connection. That's way much more than what most people do or what I do. So I think I I, I would like to try to implement bit by bit but a further question that i'd like to ask is did you start having all of these practices or how did you start um because i can imagine changing our habits or routine all at once is easy first and then it's quite hard to maintain over a longer period of time
1: yeah no it was it was definitely built upon incrementally so um I, I think the first thing I was able to, to add to my life uh, regularly was meditation. So I started doing that back in 2014. Uh, I remember one summer I just closed my eyes and just watched my breath, but I wasn't really meditating. I mean, my mind was all over the place. And it was funny because the whole time I thought, my oh, God, this is so dumb. There's so many things I could be doing in this 30 minute period. Why am I doing this? Uh, but then I opened my eyes after the 30 minutes and it felt like I had a deep sleep and I had racing thoughts during it, but afterwards, all these ideas, but then there was just like two, let's just do two today. And after that, I'm like, okay, I I need to do this. So um, I made that a morning practice that each day after I take a shower, I meditate and then go from there.
0: Wow. I think I'll start to do that. That's really good what you're doing. And when you're doing all these routines on a day-to-day basis, do you find yourself Getting towards a state of flow, or is it something separate? Is there any correlation between your routine that you do daily with achieving that state of flow?
1: Um, yes, in some sense, sure um it's hard it's hard to structure flow. I mean, I, I I definitely feel it mo- most easily when, when playing piano. I, I lose myself in that, or, or in meditation. I think it helps. I've been playing piano for a long time and meditating for six years, so it's easier. But um, on a more practical level maybe, like my example for the past few months has been writing a master's thesis. Uh, getting in a state of flow is, is like a superpower and it's a great way to <laughs> make progress. But I can't just snap my finger and just be in a state of flow. It, Mm-hmm. um it 's a difficult thing to instigate uh mechanically. I think it's more organic. The one kind of tip in that regard that i'd offer is um giving yourself enough time and activity um being free from distractions mm-hmm. and that will give a better yeah. likelihood for flow to blossom actually
0: okay, so giving yourself some space and time a space and time without distractions and whatever you know that distraction is. Um, for you would allow you a bigger chance to have a state of flow I see yeah, yeah that's so interesting and I really like I have to say I really like watching your piano playing videos on your personal account and I just smile when I look at it so it really makes a difference to other people when you post that
1: Thank you. That that means a lot to me. Uh, I I started posting them right when the coronavirus was was taking over our our lives. And I wanted to challenge myself to see if I could post a different piano cover each Friday. Um, And it's just kind of grown from that. But yeah, that's been another example of of a routine that I think has benefited my life and has hopefully helped others. And so, yeah, it means a lot you sing that.
0: Yeah, you're welcome. I say that because you also said um, that when you are playing piano you are in the state of flow and I'm wondering what is a state of flow like? You did explain the definition, but for you specifically, if you can remind yourself, I am in a state of flow, what is it like?
1: (laughs) um it's it's like freedom in a way it's 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 being free from any doubt you have in your mind and, and, and things like that any anxieties of the future um yeah when you when you're in a state of flow um you for me at least i just feel at peace i mean that's that's the main thing um and so i just try to be in that state of mind as as often as i can
0: (laughs) beautiful it's something we all want right a a state of peace i think it's a really good emotion and state overall to be in and um because of your neuroeconomics background have you also researched um some stuff that goes on in our brain when when we are in a state of flow i'm just very curious
1: Yes. So um, one of my favorite YouTube videos is by this science writer named Stephen Kotler, where he explains kind of the, the neurobiology and neuroan- anatomy of, of flow and what happens. And I think it's to slow your brain down and get more done. And so there's two key things. Uh, the first is something called transient hypofrontality, which means that for a temporary period of time, um, your prefrontal cortex will slow down uh, and parts will shut down and the prefrontal cortex uh, For those who don't know is the part of the brain that essentially makes us human. It's it's different for yes It's right here <laughs> uh, it, The very front part um, it, Yeah it, It's something that's unique to humans. It allows us to plan for the future to have impulse control It's, it's very and for higher executive functions. It's very useful but it can also kind of get in our way when doing certain tasks. And so what was very fascinating with the research and flow is that they're they're expecting more activity to be in the brain, but there's actually less. And um, I was also thinking about the prefrontal cortex after that, where uh, it fully develops uh, in people usually around the age of like 25 or so. And I was thinking that with children, Uh, and this is just purely speculative science, I was thinking with children, if they have less developed prefrontal cortexes, maybe that enables them to tap into flow more easily, and to to play more. Um, So I don't, (laughs) yeah, I I don't know uh, how much research has been done with that, but yeah, it's just something I've been thinking about. Um, And the other key component is that the dorsolateral prefrontal cortex, which uh, our our critic comes from, uh, our daughter, Um, is is dampened as well and i noticed this personally when writing my thesis that i would know i'm in a flow state because i wouldn't have this nagging voice saying oh you're doing this wrong this is awful it's like get out of my way shut up i i I gotta you can't i can't move forward (laughs) with with your constant doubt Um, so yeah that's the neuroanatomy in a nutshell
0: that's really in-depth and i think it's going to be very useful for our listeners to have this insight because um, a state of flow is backed by science and you can see it in the brain. And I think it's really uh, correlated to what you experience and say that in the state of flow, you feel in liberation because I also briefly saw that video, which we will put in the description below for anyone who is interested to watch that video that Thomas was talking about. And um, this person said, when you are in the state of flow, you feel in liberation because you don't have your inner critique and then you feel more creative and I think that is maybe also why you said um, children can tap into the floor more because they're more creative than us in general like as a one of the constant states you know um, I believe it's so fascinating for, for kids to have this state of wonder towards the world and they don't see things as is but things are full of imagination and it's such a lovely state to be in. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. I think. I think we all want to kind of rekindle the the job spirit. <laughs> inside.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. So that's great. I want to actually circle back towards um the topic of routine because we did talk a lot about flow, and um I just want to actually personally ask you how have you felt that your life would be different with having a routine during this quarantine. Uh, times especially because I think it will be very inspiring for our listeners who have maybe been in a state of sluggishness or apathetic. I'm also talking for myself and asking for myself. Um, how do you develop this routine and how do you feel differently?
1: Yeah so I mean it's it's a very it's a very tricky thing because when the coronavirus first broke out and um, my advisor got it and I was I was. I was I was definitely in a, a bit of state of chaos and aimlessness where I think I told your boyfriend this, but my, my metaphor was I felt like an astronaut where where they have their wire, you know, connected to the space station or whatever, and then it gets cut off and you're just flying <laughs> <laughs> space. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, Sorry. A that's, funny I can imagine that.
1: Yeah, that that's 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 how I felt at the time, um, and yeah, my 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 routine it was yeah it was very it was very difficult to, to have a routine because I mean right it was such an abrupt change, and I, I really liked the library at the University of Amsterdam and studying there and the lunches I would have there and the coffee and things like that and yeah I'm a very routine creature and I like these small things so when all that was taken away um, you know it was quite a shock. But so I didn't have that great of a routine in the beginning, I think in March and April, where I wouldn't get out of bed until noon and things like that. and I think what it really boils down to is having a sense of purpose and having meaning um, which is not necessarily an easy thing to to get but um the the change in my routine in life really started when I knew what I was gonna be doing with my thesis and I connected to my advisor and we're able to move forward. It's like, okay, now I have a reason to get out of bed. And then with that momentum, then I could start to make some incremental changes. And so by the time I got to July or August, um, I've been able to have a routine I'm quite happy about. um, And it's been productive. So, if you're not content with where you are now with your routine, uh, don't don't despair. <laughs> you're, you're certainly not alone. Um, and yeah, I think searching for meaning and making small changes—that's that's the key.
0: Okay, thank you for sharing that, Post. And I'm glad that you have have grown from being a what do you call it, like a strapless
1: astronaut. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, until now that you are more content with your routine that you mentioned before, the mind-body-soul-spirit-human connection. I think it's really inspiring to know that we can all try to achieve there with a sense of purpose and small changes. It's so interesting. And um, do you think that this sense of purpose really has to be internally, like within our locus of control? Uh, because you said that earlier um, or is it a mix with externals because you also mentioned that you are given a bit more purpose because your advisor started connecting with you again
1: right yeah so i mean yeah it's definitely a confluence of of environment and and inner your inner self um yeah but The thing is, though, is that, right, going back to locus of control, we we can't control what happens in the environment. I, I can't control it when my advisor became healthy again or beneficial things happen. So I think it's important to prioritize what you do internally. And also an important thing with routine is that if you're if you're trying to start a healthy routine of, say, exercising more or cooking healthier meals or things like that, if you're doing that because other people told you to do it or you think that's the proper thing to do, uh, that's what society expects, I don't think that's going to stick in the long run. Mm-hmm. Um, you really need to be doing it for yourself more than anything. Um, so, yeah, know yourself and, and be authentic, I think is really important.
0: I really appreciate that reminder because um, this podcast is meant to inspire and give insight of what thomas is doing with his routine and to achieve a state of flow and being in the state of flow but maybe for our listeners they also have to um, be with themselves and either journal meditate and ask yourself all these questions of of why you need it
1: yeah no absolutely (laughs) yeah i i agree completely Mm -hmm.
0: yeah okay Perfect. I think that's really, really insightful. And um, along other than this locus of control and the environment, what do you think are other barriers towards someone who wants to be um, living a life with a state of flow and being in a routine?
1: Yeah, so the the biggest barrier is definitely the smartphone. I I think my analogy is I'm reminded of kind of Pavlov's dog, where it's like I'm working on my thesis and you know I hear the notification or the pop-up and immediately I look to that you know and start salivating internally and <laughs> and even if like I have my phone on silent if it's next to me and I see it light up it's like my brain immediately knows and I notice that I'm immediately out of flow. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah, just. Being very cautious with it, and um, just kind of setting aside periods of time where you say, "Okay, um, I'm going to try to achieve flow uh, with my project or whatever I'm working on." So I'm going to have my phone on silent or turned off or in another room or just somewhere far away that can't distract me, and I'm just going to focus on this task for an hour, hour and a half, whatever. Um, Yeah, and and just just see what happens. I I know. for some people, that's really hard to focus for, for that long of a period of time and, and things like that. But um, I do think with practice, you can make incremental improvements.
0: Yeah, I resonate so much with what you just said, because if I can share a little, I turn off, not turn off, I deleted my Instagram for a month when I was doing my thesis, not really to achieve a state of flow, but I guess to more to have more attention. And to not be distracted too much because I was aware that I kept constantly scrolling left for stories or up and down for feeds. And and if I'm out, I, I the first thing I check on my phone was my Instagram again. And I was like, this is not healthy. Um, but without aiming to have a state of flow, I do sometimes find myself being there. It's like what you said in the beginning, like you just give yourself some time and then you find yourself like just focusing on either, um, for me, it was specifically writing or compiling the data and analyzing that, and um, and it worked. But then afterwards, I was like, okay, I'm done with my thesis, back to Instagram again. And then <laughs> I have my distractions again now. So I'll remind myself of this.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's definitely an addiction. Uh, something that scares me is, I remember I was talking to my dad And he was saying back when he was my age, he was addicted to cigarettes. And what made him stop is he said, the day that I wake up while in bed and the first thing I reach for is a pack of cigarettes the day I quit. And then I noticed to myself, I was like, what do I do first thing in the morning? Oh my (laughs) God, this is an addiction. Okay.
0: So,
1: yeah, that's
0: great. I I think a lot of us um, wake up and the first thing we do is check our phone. I do it. So... I have to do something about it for sure. <laughs> I'm wondering if you have any other resources that you've read, books or stuff about separately routine or flow that, that I can read or watch or even the listeners can read and watch and you would recommend.
1: Yes, so there is a book, I'm so glad I remember it, that actually fuses together these two concepts, routine and flow. And it's called Deep Work by Cal Newport. And the idea is that attention is this precious commodity uh, in our current times. And it's uh, really move ahead and um, work deeply. Um, you need to set aside these long periods of time where you're just focusing on one task. And more specifically, finding what is the most essential thing you have to do that day with, with your project, Start that first thing in the morning, do that for long chunks of time and And yeah, it's like working a muscle, just practicing being able to focus on one thing for a long period of time. I mean, our attention spans have have diminished so rapidly. It, It scares me the direction we're going where the, it's it's going where like a three minute YouTube video is too long, you know, for people. And then uh, there's the seven second vines, and now the snap, uh, now the what is it? <laughs> I'm keeping up TikTok and all this stuff. Like, <laughs> it's like what? How much smaller can we shrink the attention span? Is it just going to be like one second jolts of just stimulation? No, and <laughs> I don't know. But uh, deep work seems like a good an- antidote to that.
0: Mm, yeah. I am also now just imagining imagining, sorry, a word that you have like one second stimulation. It seems so crazy. I think they're already doing that with a small amount of videos that you can share online. Um, but that's crazy. Yeah. And uh, this deep work book, do you have any tips or anything that you remember from, from that book to get into deep work? It's very curious.
1: Um, yeah, one tip that I thought was quite good, um, is like with, with managing your inbox your your emails, um, is that instead of just constantly checking it throughout the day and, and because that can certainly be a distraction, you just set a time later in the day. Where you kind of just batch these smaller tasks, where you just focus on answering all your emails and just focus on setting up meetings, or you know whatever you have to do, but set up all the small stuff all together and just focus on that. So I think if you compartmentalize in that way, uh, that's very useful. I certainly did that again with, with, with my master thesis, because there's, as you know, there's just so many little thing that you have to do uh, it can be quite complicated and overwhelming and so yeah being able to just separate these different components and just I call like just using different rooms in my brain it's like okay it's time to use the programming room it's time to use the, the whatever state room and all these things and yeah I'm kind of having fun with it I think that that helps
0: yeah I love that analogy with the with the rooms it really reminds me of Sherlock Holmes you, you know uh, what I'm talking about that the where he can remember things based on the rooms and things in the rooms. I don't know what it's called, but I think that's also some some magic brain work going on. Um, but yeah, sorry, <laughs> I'm a bit going everywhere with this. I think with with deep work, what's interesting is that you have this intention that you are going to work for something meaningful and you have the self-control as well to separate that distraction so you can make time to show up for yourself and for the things that it's meaningful and i think um during this time of being in quarantine when better else to do stuff like that right um do you have any deep work that you're doing right now
1: <laughs> i think i think i just finished my deep work <laughs> when i was was writing my final draft it was like just the past week just getting the final elements done um Yeah, that was definitely deep work. Um it was it was very bizarre uh yesterday actually, where like I started at nine a.m. and I think I submitted it at like eleven fifty nine PM and I came out of that and I'm just like I'm done. (laughs) What what am I gonna do now? This has been my identity for like six months. Like who am I? What is this?
0: (laughs) (laughs) The congratulations though for finishing. That's a that's a lot of work to do the master thesis.
1: Yes. Th- thank you. Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, and talking about tips and quotes, do you have um, other, other quotes that are related for flow and having a routine that you like?
1: <laughs> yes, I do. Um, so to counterbalance um, all the interesting stuff that Steven Kotler was saying in the slowing your brain down, um, there's this neuroscientist I discovered through the Joe Rogan Experience podcast named Dr. Andrew Huberman. And he's a professor in neurobiology at the Stanford Medical School. And he's friends with Stephen Kotler. And he was saying in an interview that um, his quote was that with flow, the most we understand mechanistically is that backwards spells wolf. And what he means by that is it, we really don't understand it yet. The data is not conclusive with transient hyperfrontality, and what happens with the dorsolateral prefrontal cortex. I mean, flow is just really complex, and and so I think there's a great or a great series of discoveries waiting to be made in the field in the future. So it'll be interesting to see how that develops. But yeah, I thought that would be a good counterbalance. Um, and then in regards to routine, here's a quote I love by Aristotle, where he says. Um, I'll paraphrase it, but we are what we repeatedly do. Therefore, excellence is a is not an act but a habit. Um, <laughs> now, uh, before diving into that, I I searched the quote online and <laughs> there's this long blog post that was the first result. of This guy who said, "This is my favorite quote. I've been living it. Like this is the greatest thing. And now my life is a lie. Uh, I just discovered Aristotle didn't say it. It was lying." <laughs> <money. laughs> so disappointed. <laughs> Oh my! But um, uh, but (laughs) that aside, regardless of where it originates from, I think it it gets to a fundamental truth. Um, where it's yeah, it's it just how essential routine is in our day to day living. Um, for instance, I think with a lot of us, uh, when I when I come. We think that if we reach a certain achievement, a certain status, a certain house, a certain job occupation, or place to live, or you know, you name it, that or partner, whatever. We find that thing, then we'll be forever happy and it's rainbows and butterflies and sunshine. Everything's great. Um, but pretty much talk to anyone who's extraordinarily successful or wealthy or whatever, is that that summit doesn't really exist. And so I think it's much more practical to just focus on your day-to-day living um, and, and your routine and just ask yourself the question, how are you living? You know. Um, so yeah. cool. I,
0: I really like that, actually. It's a really good reminder. Just focus on what you can control on a day-to-day basis and uh, try to do the small things really well and repeatedly, and, and that's your excellence. It accumulates, right? with time and then maybe you reach a certain hill if not a summit and then you have another (laughs) yeah Yeah, awesome awesome thank you so much thomas for explaining about flow and about routine and your personal experience i'm so happy to be talking to you about all of this and i think it's really important for our well-being to have a state of routine and before we finish i i would um, like to know if there's any other practical tips or your final words regarding <laughs> regarding flow and routine that you'd like to share to our listeners. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> one uh, <laughs> one final thing I'd like to share um, is, is going back to the kind of daily regime I had of mind, body, soul, spirit, and human connection. Is something that's really exciting is when you look get interaction effects. So, mm. for instance. Um, when i was living in washington dc uh pursuing a bachelor's in economics at George washington university i was i was living nearby the washington monuments in lincoln memorial and i made a routine of during the weekends to first thing in the morning run to the lincoln memorial Go to the back where there's no tourists and it's beautiful and like, nobody knows about it. <laughs> now they do. And then <laughs> you look at you look at this view and, and then meditate. And it's like the combination. I mean, the physiological benefits of the run with uh, the flow state and the meditation. I mean, it was a really uh, just kind of peak highlight and, and experience in my life. And so um, I think it's really exciting to look at those five elements. Then you can rearrange it how you want and, and see how they interact. And for those listening, I mean, you don't <laughs> you don't need to have those five. I mean, you can customize it however you like. Um, I just think it's it's a useful framework uh, to yeah to just cultivate a more holistic living and hopefully a healthier life.
0: Thank you so much, Thomas. Thank you for sharing. Also that. Those space behind the the Washing George Washington statue. I think we have a few listeners from Washington, but um, I hope they don't take all of your space when you get back there one day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> be, I mean, I'll be excited if it did, but yeah, <laughs> either way, <laughs> it's fun
0: but um thank you so much for for really for sharing your daily routine that was the mind body soul spirit human connection and uh, we can customize and and try to see what fits for us but I find it really inspiring that um, you have gone through so much of your process and your journey to be able to right now share about this experience specifically about flow and routine with us and honestly thank you so much I'm so happy to be talking to you I haven't seen you for a month now, but but still, it's really good to catch up.
1: Yeah, likewise. No, it was it was a great great pleasure to be on here, and um, yeah, uh, I was very happy to talk about all this stuff. Um, and and I love your podcast, by the way. I've, I've listened to, to most of the episodes, and uh, I'm excited to what's coming next. So
0: <laughs> so nice. Thank you so much, Thomas. Next one, you're gonna listen to yourself. So I hope <laughs> you enjoy the final product. <laughs> awesome um thank you so much thomas for being here thank you again and thank you everyone who is listening to this podcast if you are interested in um contacting or seeing thomas's work can they reach you anywhere
1: yeah i mean if they want to contact me directly my email address is t at gmail.com With um, the the Roundtable Chats podcast, I'm planning to start up soon. Um, That should be available on iTunes and Spotify, and also the YouTube channel, just Roundtable Chats, um, and you'll find it. And that's yeah, oh my Instagram is Pure Thomas, and there you can find my my piano videos <laughs> but, but that's pretty much it
0: <laughs> um, I'm really excited to to listen to your podcast round table chats and i've I've listened to one um so far, but I'm really excited to listen to more and for your new episodes in the future, and hopefully that's your next deeper project, and you have <laughs> your state of flow doing that. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> 100%. Okay, um thank you so much for everyone who is listening. If you want to know more about well-being tips in the future, don't forget to follow for this podcast on Spotify and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and share it to your loved ones. Stay healthy and stay well. Hope you all find your inspiration to get a state of flow and a better routine that works for you. Thank you so much. Namaste.